0: Bible study I'm David Nutter this is the fourth the last in a short series foundations of faith series this one has a different title it's uh, entitled the perfume sprayer praise God or the alternative title is on a search for vitamins praise God amen we're going to be looking at 2nd uh, Corinthians chapter 1 and 2 Uh, Really two pretty short chapters. I don't know if we'll read every single word of it, but um, uh, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you and praise you for your word for this life. Father, we give you thanks and praise that you've called us, Father, into the kingdom of your dear Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We thank you that you've given us your Holy Spirit as a down payment of the eternal life that is to come. Jesus, You are our hope and our song. We praise You. We thank You. I pray, Holy Spirit of God, that You would minister to each person listening and to me. You know everything we need in our hearts. And so speak to us this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's begin Second Corinthians chapter 1 at verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. It goes right back to the beginning of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God has a plan for each one of our lives. He desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. If he can save Saul of Tarsus, who was a virtual terrorist persecuting the church, he can save anybody. If you look at the heroes of the faith, they're a motley crew until the Lord got a hold of them. And so were some of us, including me. Amen. By the will of God and Timothy, our brother to the church of God, which is at Corinth. With all the saints throughout Achaia, which was the equivalent of a state. It's kind of like, you know, Georgia. Achaia was a region. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that for me and my house and other people all the time. Oh, Lord, I need your grace. I need your shalom, peace in our lives today. If he's not gracious to us, we're all in trouble. It's not by works of righteousness we've done, but it's according to to his mercy, by grace we've been saved, through faith. It's, a, it's by grace so that it might be in accordance with faith. We, uh, it's by faith so that it might be in accordance with grace. We, we receive it as a free gift and then live in it by his grace. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, oh hallelujah grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in all our affliction so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God Holy Spirit is the Holy Comforter oh and we all need it. it it's not that we're going to be free from affliction when we come into the kingdom of God. He says right here, we're all going to have afflictions. It's the transcendent revelation of the kingdom of God amidst all the afflictions of Satan and that God's always winning when we're walking with him, even when it looks like we're losing, we're winning. That was Joseph's testimony in prison and so on. And so, trust God and keep saying, like Paul to the Philippians, I'm not going to be cut short or put to shame in anything. Lord, uh, whether by life or by death, I want you to be glorified to the maximum. That's my heart's cry and heart's desire. Verse 5, for just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. You may say, well, look, I'm not like the church in Iran or China or North Korea. I'm not getting my head chopped off. Well, thank God for that. Amen. Amen. However, all of us are afflicted. You've had moments of serious, severe pain if you've been on the planet, either from a loss or a personal relationship or just a bodily infirmity. And so those are all afflictions that come from the evil one, and God is our Redeemer in it. He's our healer. He's healing not just my body, though. Uh, He's healing my heart. And so sometimes the pressing and the thorns in the flesh are to conform my heart. So I've got to trust that, as Pastor Johnny Freeland says, Lord, do your work quickly. (laughs) Change my heart quickly. Amen. You know, I had a friend say the other day, Lord, give me patience and do it quickly. Amen. Uh, Verse 6, But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which is effective in the patient enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. And our hope for you is firmly grounded, knowing that as you are sharers of our sufferings, so also you are sharers of our comfort. There's some horrible things that happen out there in the world, Um, and uh, we all as human beings go through some extremely difficult things. It's a great prayer to pray. Lord, I don't want my faith to fail. When I see someone going through a really tough struggle, Lord, I pray their faith not fail, and that after they've turned, They'll be able to help others also. That was Jesus' prayer for Peter. So that's a prayer for everybody. Amen. So, Lord, I pray my faith not fail as I go through trials and stresses and pain, Lord, and that after I've made it through, I'll be able to help others also. Lord, it'd be a testimony. He transforms our trials into testimonies for all who believe. That's God's promise. For we do not want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction which came to us in Asia, "...that we were burdened excessively beyond our strength, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves, so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and will deliver us. He on whom we have set our hope, and He will yet deliver us. You also joining, helping us through your prayers." So that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed on us through the prayers of many. Wow, there's seven sermons in there probably. I just don't see them all. But folks, you know, you can look at your Bible footnotes and Bible commentators will speculate. Is this persecutions or is the affliction eternal? We're not told. But it was a trial to the point where Paul Paul thought, I'm not going to make it. And this is encouraging. Maybe you have an illness today where the doctors are telling you, you may not make it. And this is saying, trust in God who raises the dead. Trust him. The same spirit that raises, raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you and me, Romans 8, 11, and gives life to our mortal bodies. I will tell you one of the great healing promises is in Exodus 23, you shall serve, I think it's 23, 26 maybe, you shall serve the Lord your God, and I will bless your bread and your water, and I will remove sickness from your midst. One of the greatest things you can do when you're facing an infirmity is say, Lord, how can I serve you today? I want to bear some fruit here. I'm not going to, and so Bella Cook, she couldn't get out of bed, so God brought people to her, praise God. Think about it, a couple thousand people, a year coming to some invalid in bed, and she's leading them to Christ and so on, and they have this huge funeral for her, and it's on the front pages, of the New York, or the papers of New York, I don't know if they're front pages. Glory! Glory! That's the thing. Lord, i got to serve you today. I want to keep going. Lord, give me strength, vitality to serve you this day, and you will find miracles start happening as you gain strength. I, I will say Spurgeon, in his last days, very weak of body, but then he would stand up, and the anointing would come, and it just power, and he'd have strength to deliver the message. George Whitfield, same thing in his last days, very weak of body, and yet when he stood up to preach, the anointing came, and so he went out. I think he preached the day before he died. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Wesley was the same way. That's the way you want to go. You want to go out, serve in the Lord, praise God and His strength. I know of a missionary who uh, got a cancer diagnosis, a uh, death warrant, and he was planning to go on an extended uh, mission, you know, and this is back 100 years or so ago, and uh, he decided to go out into the bush, you know, of this uh, remote land, and he noticed one day he was totally healed, because he just went, trust in the Lord, Now that's not to say you don't, get treatments and all, uh, seek the Lord on those sorts of things. But the point is, don't give up on serving. He may want you serving nurses. I talked about my friend, Brother Dwight, and uh, how God turned his heart and told him, I'm calling you home. At his celebration ceremony, his daughter shared how the doctors and nurses have said uh, there at the hospital, we've never seen anyone like this. We've never seen someone so confident in where he was going. They've seen a lot of people in those Atlanta hospitals. Can't you hear it? But Brother Dwight was so confident. Why? Because he had spent time with the Lord in the park across the street, just weeping in his presence every day, every day. And he said the only times the presence wouldn't come is when he'd gotten a quibble with his Wife of 50 some odd years, and he'd say, okay, i got to go back and make up with the wife before I seek the presence of the Lord. That didn't happen too often, but he shared that story about himself once. And so, that's the thing. Brother Dwight was a witness to the last of the presence of God. He knew where he was going. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even if he dies, and he who lives and believes in me will never die. Glory to God. Translated. Translate, that's the way to go. Oh, God. And He'll prepare you for it. You may not be at that spot right now. Corey Timboom said to her father, Daddy, I'm not ready to die when she's a little girl. And he said to her, Corey, when you and I go to the city on the train, when do I give you your ticket? And she said, Well, right before I get on the train. She said, That's the way God is. He'll prepare you when it's time. And when it's time to get on the train, He'll give you the ticket. Until then, keep serving Him here. And Corey Timboom, in the course of time, was in solitary confinement in a Nazi death camp. She had to face death many, many times and was miraculously brought free, and she learned not to fear death. When the time came for her, God gave her the anointing she needed to face the challenge. And it's how we join in helping one another through prayers. That's where the deliverance comes from. It could be a physical deliverance. It could be a spiritual deliverance that takes you with confidence like Brother Dwight to our eternal home. Whether by life or death, Paul said, God will be glorified. That's the thing. And so we're trusting the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Years ago when I was a brand new Christian, um, the, the older brother of my best friend when I was a little boy, we were born five days apart, lived down the street from each other, and uh, fast friends for the first, you know, 12 years of our life or whatever till we went to different schools. His older brother was my first real mentor. He's five years older than us. And this fellow got saved at age 12 and got involved in Athletes in Action, a Campus Crusade ministry. And, man, was Joe Smalley a dynamo. He led, you know, he was a soul winner, man. And he just led people to the Lord. He's so energetic. He'd been a football player and a wrestler. And just, uh, just, you love being with this guy. And he so encouraged you. And he, uh, took athletes in action over to Europe and met a, a, a Swiss gal over there and got married and had three kids. And I was a new Christian. I've only been a Christian a few years. When, uh, the notice came through our old church in South Florida, my mom sent it to me. Joe Smalley has a terminal illness. He has a a tumor in his head that uh oh and uh by the time I got the notice, the news had been out for a while. I hadn't talked to Joe Smalley in gee, you know, decades. Uh since I was maybe 17 at a Christmas party or something like that, I think I saw him and here it is, you know, uh 25 years later or something or 20 years later. Uh and so I remember I wrote him a letter about my salvation. How he had planted the seeds. Uh, he was such a soul winner. He could see I wasn't saved, but he kept planting seeds in me. And uh, I sent him a letter. He lived over there in Germany, and I, he called me one day. And he, he said, I get my words mixed up. He had had brain surgery, and he exhorted me, encouraged me, gave me things to do. But he knew he was going. And uh, the doctors, the German doctors, would say to his wife, does not Herr Smalley, does not Mr. Smalley understand how serious his condition is because he went all around the, the floor he was on uh, sharing Christ and the hope of eternal life with all these people with uh, terminal cancer diagnoses and he went to be with the Lord leaving behind a wife and three small children he didn't really want that uh, but he was faithful to the call how could how could that be the will of God for a guy that's so dynamic I don't no, but how could it be the will of God for the 22-year-old lady in 203 B.C. A.D., if you listen to the first of these four messages, or the thief on the cross, or on and on and on. His, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And we are living for eternity. And he prepared Joe Smalley. He prepared Brother Dwight in his perfect timing uh, for the translation. There's a tremendous witness to being ready to go. Verse 12 of Second uh, Corinthians 1, For our proud confidence is this, the testimony of our conscience that in holiness and godly sincerity, not in fleshly wisdom, but in the grace of God, we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially towards you. For we write nothing else to you than what you read and understand, and I hope you will understand until the end, just as you also partially did understand us, that we are your reason to be proud and as you also are ours in the day of our Lord Jesus. And then he talks about, was I vacillating about I'm coming to see you or not? And uh, he said, no. Verse 19, for the Son of God, Christ Jesus, who was preached among you by us, by me and Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but is yes in him. And here's the great word, verse 20, for as many as are the promises of God in him, they are yes and him they are amen unto the glory of god through us or by us praise god forevermore his promises are true you read hebrews 11 his promises are true whether you get sawn in two or raised from the dead his promises are true i'm clinging to his great and precious promises for by these we've become partakers of the divine nature we have escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust, we're more than conquerors. If God be for us, how can anyone be against us? Praise God forevermore. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And so, by all means, trust Him as your healer and get up and keep ministering. And Joe Smalley would have loved to have gotten the last-minute miracle. Pastor Rick has ministered to people in the hospital with dire situations. They said, get up, get moving, get healed. And our brother, Mr. Ordeone, received it. Praise God. Well, why not Joe Smalley? I don't know why. God says, don't ask questions like that. Don't ask questions like that. It's not for you to know. Well, what about this man? He said, uh, if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you, Peter? You follow me. Praise God. And he told Peter, when you're old, you're going to go where you don't want to go. And they're going to take your belt and tie you up. Oh, Lord. You know. And so that was Peter's calling. He was faithful to the end. For as many as are promised to God. Praise God. There are yes and amen. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ and anointed us is God, who has also sealed us and gave us the spirit in our hearts as a pledge. That's how we know we have eternal life. Most of us don't have tremendous heavenly visions. Before we get there, keep seeking God in His glory and He'll reveal as much as He wants. But we have the Spirit in our hearts as a pledge, praise God. But I call God as my witness to my soul that to spare you I did not come again to Corinth. Not that we lord it over your faith, but are workers with you for your joy. But by your faith you stand. By your faith you stand you stand it's a walk of faith we stand by faith it's total trust in the lord walking in obedience giving up every day and saying i'm going to serve the lord with the strength he supplies chapter two quickly you could study chapter one for several weeks another way to read the bible and that's a legitimate thing and i do that sometimes another way to do it is to kind of do a quick read through a couple of chapters and pick up a few key points and then you can come back a few months later and pick up something new so uh, either way it works God's always speaking through his word these two chapters fit nicely together for a quick overview type study chapter 2 but I determined this for my own sake verse 1 that I would not come to you in sorrow again for if I cause you sorrow who then makes me glad but the one whom I made sorrowful uh, Lord help us to receive correction. That I that I be teachable and childlike, Lord, ready to receive correction. That's where the blessing is. Uh turn to my reproof. Behold I will pour out my spirit upon you is the promise of Proverbs one. Well man, I'm turning to his reproof. Lord, let me not this is a great prayer, Lord, let me not despise your discipline. I not despise the discipline of the Lord. Let me have a teachable spirit that I can re- receive correction from Pastor Young if he sees something and uh you know, I need that. We all need it. Verse 3, this is the very thing I wrote to you so that when I came, I would not have sorrow from those who sought to make me rejoice, having confidence in you um, that my joy, would be, uh, my joy would be the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote you with many tears, not so that you would be made sorrowful, but that you might know the love which I have especially for you. That was the reason for his correction. And he talks about uh, correcting uh, a person and uh, he said your, your punishment is sufficient for them um, and uh, welcome them back in if they repent praise God um, verse 8 wherefore I urge you to reaffirm your love for him it's all from love so Lord keep us from impure motives wrong motives verse 9 for to this end also I wrote so that I might put you to the test whether you are obedient in all things but one whom you forgive anything I forgive also for indeed what have I I have forgiven if I have forgiven anything I did it for your sakes in the presence of Christ so that no advantage will be taken of you of us by Satan for we're not ignorant of the schemes oh Lord keep us from unforgiveness and bitterness arising in our hearts now when I came to Troas for the gospel of Christ and when a door was opened for me in the Lord O Lord open up doors for us for your word that we might speak forth the mystery of Christ with all confidence like Paul. Verse 13, I had no rest for my spirit, not finding Titus, my brother, but taking my leave of them, I went on to Macedonia. I think that's maybe when he had the Macedonian vision. But thanks be to God. You know, God still speaks to us in visions and dreams. We need to check it, but it's fascinating how he leads us in things. I'm seeing him do it in my life in these days. Fascinating. But thanks be to God who always... This is verse 14. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one aroma from death to death, to the other aroma from life to life, and who is adequate for these things. But we are not like many peddling the word of God, but as from sincerity, but as from God, we speak in Christ in the sight of God. I said at the beginning of this, that this message might be termed the perfume sprayer. Um, I have found during the COVID era, uh, it's been the way my ministry, the individuals works, has been limited. Uh, I've had a lot of cool encounters and mediations, like the one I described with the man who got healed in 2019. Most of my mediations haven't been in person. They've been in Zoom for the last year. It's just way harder to have an encounter like that over Zoom. I just find it just doesn't work. I, I can, it's just hard. I also got to share with a lot of Uber drivers. I haven't been in Uber. <clears throat> and just encounters at lunch places and various things, but people are wearing masks and they're afraid, and it's just limited ministry. So I've had way fewer encounters. It's been a difficult time, and it's been days of mourning. As I've said, a lot of things happening, and just less ministry of that type, which is so enlivening. And then, I, as I said, when I was jogging, I got hit with this infirmity, and my uh, friend had passed away. My mother has a broken hip, and yeah, I'm down, you know, and I'm not feeling good one day. I am just have a lot of pain going on, and the Lord said, get up and ask me if you can serve so I did I had some things to mail so I went and mailed them in a particular PO box and then I uh, I was on a quest for a particular type of uh, multivitamin for men over 50 and uh, Susan had not been able to find it at our grocery so I was on a quest to find the vitamins And so I mailed the stuff I had to mail, and I noticed a lady. I pray every morning, Lord, show me the good works you prepare for me to walk in. And I often pray, Lord, I want to be a sweet aroma of the knowledge of you in every place. The perfume sprayer, I believe, is praying in the spirit. There's nothing particularly important about a perfume sprayer. What matters is the sweet aroma that is emanated from the bottle as you spray. Praying in tongues in your own devotional time is, to me, like a spray bottle I just, to myself, as I walk around, as I'm mailing things, as I'm looking for vitamins, as I'm in mediations, to myself, I pray in the spirit. I don't pray in such a way that someone can hear me, but just pray in the spirit all day. Paul said, "I thank God, I speak in tongues more than you all." when he's, when he's by himself. That's how he has Macedonian visions and writes the New Testament. It's praying in the spirit. The spirit prays uh, mysteries. Praise God. And I was praying in that manner, and I noticed a lady. It was 50 ish, you know, and walking with a cane with a serious limp. And this felt like the Holy Spirit was locking me on, so I was watching her. She was on a cell phone, and then when she got off, she was, I was keeping my distance. She was maybe 20 feet away. And I said, uh, Hey, ma'am, could I pray for you? And she paused for a minute and said, Sure. So I walked over and said, uh, Hey, are you, uh, do you know Jesus Christ? I think it's what I said, or do you, are you a follower of Jesus? She said, Absolutely. Well, praise God for that. Amen. And I said, um, I don't know exactly your need, but I'm going to pray for healing. I see you have a cane here. And so I just put my hand on her shoulder and prayed a healing prayer. And um, when I finished, she was weeping. And she said, thank you so much. And she walked away with her cane still limping. But God had done something to her and me. I was so thankful to be in a place Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place. And then I went up to Target to try to find the vitamins. Didn't find them at Target. And so when I walked in the Target, though, there was a young African-American man walking in with a mustard yellow jacket that's all furry. And his pants were below his rear end. And he had, you know, just the whole look. And so my flesh is coming to certain judgments about this fellow, and we start talking in the doorway, and as we go in, I find out he's a a budding recording artist, and we have a little conversation. And so I just ask him. I said, "Um, do you know Jesus Christ? And he said, yes. I said, well, I have to say I was a little surprised by that answer, but how are you, you know? And then the Holy Spirit had me ask him one more question. I said, hey, are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? His eyes got like saucers. And he said to me, all of it. All of it. I said, hallelujah, me too. Praise God. And it was awesome. So I walk and don't find my vitamins. And I'm thinking, Lord, I would like to pray for that young man. I would love to see him again if that's your will. So... I'm praying in the spirit. I go out of the target. Who walks right in front of me but this young man in his mustard orange furry coat? And I said it I called him by name. Hey, can I pray for you? He said, Yeah, sure. And he was going to record that afternoon. And so I said, God, I just thank you for use his name, this man. I, I thank you, God, you've made him to be the head, not the tail. He's above only and not beneath. Lord, I pray that he be blessed when he goes out. And when he comes in, he'll be blessed in the country, in the city, in his basket, his knee. But Lord, I pray he'd be blessed in whatever he says, has his hand to. I pray you bless him in his recording uh, today. You bless him, Lord, in his recording ministry, Lord. I pray that he have opportunities to record secular and spiritual, because that's his true, harsh desire. And, man, he is starting to react. I'm praying this, and I said, Lord, one more thing. As you prosper him, I pray you keep him from the foot of pride, that he not fall. And, man, he, he joined agree with that. When I finished... He shouted in front of Target, I'm never going to forget this day. The 59-year-old white lawyer dude, prayed for him. It was awesome. And so I went up to Kroger, didn't find any vitamins there. And I finally went to another Publix. And there's another African-American guy standing, big strong guy holding cupcakes, of all things, wearing a Boston Red Sox hat. And the Holy Spirit caught the Red Sox thing. So I started talking to him about that. I had a Boston connection I shared with him regarding my dad and my son and going to baseball games. So I shared that and just asked his name. And his name was a Bible name. And so I asked him, well, his name was Joel, is how he pronounced it. And I said, Do you know what that means? He said, No. I said, Worshipper of God. Worshipper of God. I said, Are you a worshipper of God? Yeah. I said, You believe in Jesus? Yes. I said, Can I pray for you? He goes, Yeah. And so I prayed for him, and he's a really strong guy. And uh, I said, God, I thank you that Joel's a man of great strength. And I thank you, God. It just came to me. You've called him not only to be a man of great physical strength. You've caused him to be a great man of great moral strength, Lord. And I thank you that you're orienting him to this calling. And this, these dark days, you want to use him to be a light of moral strength in a world that... It doesn't want to hear it, Lord. So give him strength to fulfill his calling. I pray in Jesus' name. And I will say, I think he was stunned. Folks, I had begun the day not feeling that great, honestly. But man, by the end of that, I was walking on air. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. You shall serve the Lord your God. And He will bless your bread and your water, and I will remove sickness from your midst. There will be no miscarrying or barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. Praise God forevermore. Amen.